Sky Sports Radio, combined with Harness Racing New South Wales, brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Welcome to your extended On The Pace on a Monday morning. It's Michael Guerin joining you. I hope you're well, and the weekend was a good one for you on the punt, if you got involved. For the Harness Racing fans... Part of the action for the weekend was across the Tasman in New Zealand at Cambridge, where they had their famous Harness Jewels meeting. A man who was the star of the show and the sulky is Mark Purden. He's about to jump on a plane, but he has agreed to join us this morning before he does. Mark, good morning. Thank you for your time. Good morning, Nick, and good morning, listeners. Made a hell of a performance yesterday from your young cohort, Hayden Cullen, the young man who took over the team, formerly trained by you and Natalie Rasmussen. He trained three Jules winners. You must be very proud of what he has achieved. Yes, definitely. Thank you. Uh, he and, and his wife both doing the hard yards. And, uh, you know, I don't think we could have picked anyone better to, to take our position, really. They're doing a great job. Mark, the horse everybody was talking about yesterday was Akuta. He won the two-year-old Emerald. That's the boys' pacing race. He won by a staggering 10 lengths, even more staggering because he almost galloped out of the gate. Talk to us early, Mark, about what was happening there early doors with him. Yes, well, it was probably what you can't have leave the gate very hard. Yesterday, that the hopple shorteners may have been left in on the horse. Can you confirm that for us? Was he was he still pacing around in the, the shortened hopples? Yes. Well, I only, don't have them up much, Mick. And because he paced rough out of the, the gate early, just being a rain affected track, I thought it, it'd be a safer option to leave them in. So uh, you know, paced fine once he settled down, and, and maybe he would have been alright. But I just wasn't prepared to take the risk. So it was a conscious decision to leave them in. Have you ever done that on a horse before, Mark? Have you had a horse in a, a Group 1 race where you left the hopple shorteners in and, and, and not let them extend out fully? No, I haven't, Mick, but in this horse's case, they're not on that far, and uh, hence that was the reason why there won't be any disadvantage. Okay, Mark, so after 400 metres, you looked up, you are 12 lengths from the leaders in a mile race at Cambridge. You get some sort of track into the race, and then at the 400, you let him go. Can you explain to our listeners how that must have felt? Because I can't remember seeing a juvenile accelerate that quickly, that wide on the track. No. Sorry, 
Mark was having a few problems hearing you there. If you could try and find an area of the airport, I know it's a difficult place to talk where there's a little bit better reception, but he um, he must have been an amazing experience to put 10 lengths on them from the top of the straight to the winning post. Yes, that's right. He, you know, he just, he just went by them that quick. It was just hard to believe. And, uh, you know, he just... Left me sort of speechless really afterwards for a while. So I, I don't think I've driven a horse that's been able to do that over a mile of distance. Mark, is that a one off performance? Was that one of those freak days at the office, or do you think a cooter may well be something special? Look, he may well be something special, Mick. His work leading up to the race has been very, very good and more like an older horse than a, than a baby that's still learning. Mark, the two-year-old season extends to December 31 in Australia, but there's plenty of targets for early season three-year-olds in New Zealand. I presume he's a horse who would stay in New Zealand for the size stakes in the sale series more so than a horse who you might send to the back end of the year to Australia? Yeah, at this stage with the change of seasons, we're just waiting to see what the, the calendar's going to look like and, and you know, how much he'll be catered for, but um, certainly our preference is probably to keep in New Zealand uh, to the end of the season. Mark, earlier in the day, um, amazing dream ran unplaced for one of the first times in her career, but she was very brave in the Bears race. Is she still heading to Queensland, where I believe your son Nathan is expected to train her? Yes, that's correct. He'll fly out on Thursday, Mick, and um, uh, she'll join here in Gurney's barn up there, and then Nathan will join her uh, in a week or so. Mark, any other horses from Hayden's team expected to turn up in Australia anytime soon? Uh, Italian Lads put on the plane too, Mark. Uh, he'll race there through the winter and then all after that as to what we might do with him, whether he goes to Melbourne or, or Sydney after that. Mark, we know you've got a plane to catch. We appreciate you taking the time to talk about Akuta. Thanks for producing the, the, the event of the day. It was a very special performance, Mark. And, uh, mate, thank you for joining us this morning and pass on our congratulations to, to Hayden and also to your partner, Natalie Rasmus, and had a successful day as well. I will, Mick. Thanks. Thanks, Mick. It's a pleasure. It's Mark Purden. He's catching a plane, so we had to let him go here. The plane leaves in 20 minutes. Anybody who's been to the airport knows how that can be, so we appreciate him taking the time after a big day yesterday. If you haven't... Akuta, it's available on hrnz.co. .nz. He wins by 10 lengths and one of the more remarkable juvenile performances seen in this part of the world. A different remarkable performance happened at Menangle on Saturday night where young Jack Trainer, who's having a remarkable time in his fledgling career, managed to win a whole bunch more races than usual. He won four. And Jack joins us now to talk about... Well, Jack, was it four or five for you at Menangle on Saturday night? Mate, I think I lost count. Uh, no, only the four, Mick. Um, I wasn't too greedy. Five would have been nice, but yeah, I was still happy with four. Before we get into what happened on Saturday night, did you catch any of the jewels action from Cambridge yesterday? Did you happen to see a cooter? Oh, I did see a cooter. It was actually... Um, uh, I seen him and the three-year-old BD Joe too, but yeah, very impressive, a cooter. Um, be nice to get one of them coming into the stable, I know that. Well, you've, you've got a few flying over there at the moment. Let, let's talk about Saturday night, first of all, before we get horse by horse. Four at Menangle, 
on a Saturday night, and it wasn't a Saturday night where, for example, three or four people were at carnivals and there was no Luke McCarthy there or that sort of thing. That that must always make you shake your head a bit. You're only a young driver, and just getting drives on Saturday night at Menangle would have been a big deal two years ago. Here you are getting a forfa. Yeah, that's right, Mick. It's something, um, obviously, when you're growing up and starting out, you're watching some of the leading drivers having nights like that, and it's something that you always sort of wish and hope that that could be you one day. And so, yeah, for it to finally start happening and um, having a run like that, it's, uh, yeah, very rewarding. And uh, obviously, it's just a big credit to the trainers I'm now driving for and um, yeah, trainers and owners that are willing to put me on. But a lot of people obviously link you with Jason Grimson, who's having a great run of the trainer, because you guys more or less trained together out of the same barn at Menangle. But he only supplied one of your winners the other night. Um, another one came for Blake Fitzpatrick, who's the trotting maestro in New South Wales with Caligula. And you've got a couple for Pete Busso. So Pete's obviously uh, not got a massive team, but a nice enough team around him, and he's a handy bloke to be driving for the month. Yeah, that's exactly right. It was a really good day for Pete as well. He was a good friend of mine as well. He trains in the barn next door. And uh, as you said, he only does a small team. And he's finally starting to get some owners and that put a bit of confidence towards him. And in and, and doing so, he's delivering the good results. He does a super job with his team. And um, yeah, his horses are always turned out good and he's always a pleasure to drive for. Right, one of the great stories of the night is Jimmy Locke who won the fifth on the card for Pete Lasso and yourself. Um, he's part-owned by a guy called Matt Leopard, and Matt's obviously a well-known tipster in racing, and he actually had a, a, a baby daughter arrive in the world a few hours beforehand. Um, anybody who's met Matt would know he's incredibly enthusiastic at the best of times, and I'm thinking he was, uh, he was bouncing off the walls on Sunday night. Yeah, okay. So I think you got um, you summed that up right. He's very enthusiastic and um, he's definitely passionate about his horses. That's for sure. So yeah, he's had a big day, and um, I'm not sure what one he'd be more happy about, Jimmy winning or the, the birth of his daughter. But um, yeah, it was really good to see for him also. I know which one's going to cost him more money long term. <laughs> you can worry about that now. He's had a big back to winner. What about Caligula? You've driven a horse here for Blake Fitzpatrick. He's a horse I've always liked. Um, well bred. Um, came out, won the, won the trotting race. Is he a horse who can go on and, and be competitive again in decent races? Because as an age group horse, he looked like he might, and he trotted 154.4 the other night. Yeah, I think so. Um, Mick, obviously, when I was at Blake's for about five years, he was there all the way through from a young horse, and Blake always had a really big opinion of him. Um, he's had a lot of small issues that Blake's obviously managed throughout his time, and um, yeah, that was probably one of his better runs the other day, and um, like you said earlier, Blake's the, the pin-up boy of trotting in New South Wales, so it's always good to be able to put on put on his colours when you're driving a trotter. But yeah, I, I think um, the way he went the other day, he's definitely going to be able to go with some of the better horses, and especially being a big, big le- um, leggy horse, I think he was always going to take a bit of time, but it seems like now he's starting to hit his straps, and um, they're starting to see what he's really all about. It's unusual, isn't it, because he's a majestic son, and the majestic sons we know as being the absolute get-up-and-run, often quite small sort of you know, two- and three-year-old horses. As you said, he's a horse who seems to be getting better, even though he's five. Yeah, that's right. And, um, and Blake, like I said, Blake always said that with him. Even he, I think he was racing at two and definitely at three, but he always thought he'd get better with time. His manners have just slowly got better and better. But, um, yeah, he's a big, solid build of a horse, quite tall, so... 
um, Blake's just placed him right and taken the time with him that he's needed, and, and now you're seeing the end result now. What do you prefer driving? Is it more fun driving the paces because they can be the 150 horses around the bank, or is it a lot of fun when you get behind one of those really smooth trotters? Yeah, I probably prefer the pacing back. It's a lot easier to keep them in their gear. Nothing worse coming off the track and having to tell a trainer or an owner why you've galloped their trotter. Um, I like just to keep it pretty simple and, and leave it up to people like Blake. To, they can do their thing with the trotters and, yeah, chuck me on the 150 horses all day. Earlier in the night, mate, you went on the stunning nun. Now, Jason actually quinella that race. He uh, ran second with Yoha. Both of them New Zealand bred horses and former New Zealand trained horses. What do you find, as someone who spent a lot of time in New Zealand, what do you find is the prerequisite for New Zealand horses coming to Menangle and actually doing a job? Because plenty of them do, but some don't. So what sort of horses does it suit? Um, yeah, you're, you're right, Mick. Um, obviously, that's a hard question, but um, I, I think the, the, the ones with the high speed seem to be the ones that do a job at um, Menangle. Um, like the horse like the stunning nun, she's obviously been we've been leading on her her past few, but um Jason's always sort of said he thinks she'll be better with a sit and I think she showed that on Saturday when she just peeled off and she just went past them uh, and you know, quite quickly and then she started switching off when she was out on her own. But I think they've got to have a bit of bottom to them to race at Menangle. It's a hard place to race at and I think a few of these better bred New Zealand horses probably come over with that. But um yeah, there's obviously plenty of good Australian horses too that uh, race around an angle, they're hard to get past also. Do you find it takes them a couple of runs to get used to it? Because obviously um, it's a different lung opening experience, that first 400 out of the gate at Mangle than, than what they do in New Zealand. Yeah, I think so. I think the good horses seem to adapt to it a lot quicker than the others. But yeah, some maybe some of the softer or, or lesser campaigned horses coming from New Zealand, probably do definitely take a, a few runs to get used to the solar racing. As you said, it, it's um, although it's over the short journey, normally over a mile, it's a, it's a non-stop pace, so the lungs are burning from the start to the finish. So it is something that um, they do seem to get better with in time, but obviously a good horse seems to adapt to it quickly, as, as we well know a good horse always does. Mate, the, uh, the J.D. Watts Memorial was the feature race the other night, and you finished fourth on Pocket of Terror. It's one of your horses. Is there a race in Pocket of Terror soon? Obviously, it was $3.60, so it was in the market the other day. Um, what do you see happening next to him? Yeah, he's going to race again this Saturday. Um, I just, unfortunately, I see King of Swing might have been in the norms as well, so we might be running for second. But, um, yeah, he, he's a horse. He's going pretty good. I was... Really happy with him first up. I was a little bit disappointed with him on face value Saturday, although we had to do a little bit of work. Um, I thought he might have just been able to finish off a bit better. He just pulled up a little bit big um, over the back after that race. So I just wonder if maybe I was a little bit easy on him in the between the two weeks between runs. So I expect him to improve from the run on Saturday. And he, he is normally suited to the 2300. So there's no exact race in mind for him. He'll just keep racing free throws at Menangle. But I think he should be a really consistent free-for-aller um, over the next coming months. Jack, a question for somebody who's a fair way away and clearly doesn't drive on the track. Is Menangle just racing a touch slower at the moment than recently? Is, is it the winter? Is it the weather? Is it the class of the horses? Because we're not seeing a lot of miles in the 151s or under, or of course, under the 150 mark at the moment. 
Yeah, I think it's probably just this time of year, Mick. Um, it's obviously no nothing against the other horses, but probably over the winter, the class of the horse just drops off. You're probably not seeing the high standard of horse that we normally have. So maybe it coming the summer months uh, when it starts heating up a bit and some of the better races start coming out, um, that's when the times will probably drop. But yeah, it's, it is awfully hard to run fast miles when it's getting cooler out there and, and you're probably on a lesser grade of horse, that's for sure. Mate, last week you went down to Victoria for a hit-and-run mission, and it was a real hit-and-run for Antonia um, in the uh, uh, APG finals down there. What's the plans with her next? Is she a horse who's going to turn up in Queensland? Um, no, she's gone out for a spell now. Next year, she, we're really happy with her run on um, Saturday. The leader obviously got a good first half and was always going to be hard to run down, and she tried hard, Antonia, so she's going to have a little let-up now, and um, I think the next target for her is the Breeders' Crown. Um, which is coming on later on in the year, but no, no Queensland for her. Um, Better Twist was good winning the jewels yesterday. It's going to be interesting when Antonia and Better Twist go head to head. I think Antonia might be faster, and Better Twist looks pretty darn tough. Yeah, that's right. It makes a good racing, and um, yeah, it'd be better better for me if we don't meet. But um, if we do happen to have to do it, I'm, I look forward to it. It should be a good race for sure. Mate, now things are going so well in your career, Jack. For those just joining us, Jack Trainer drove four at Menangle on Saturday night. Do you start to reassess your goals? Do you start thinking to yourself, okay, what am I going to do next? Do I need to get more regular good drives on open class races? Do I need to drive for bigger stables? What do you start thinking about as the place you want to be at in six months or a year's time? Yeah, I'm just sort of taking everything as it comes, Mick. Obviously, um, the last probably eight, or six to eight months have sort of really just taken off fast. So uh, I'm just enjoying being able to drive in a lot of these Group 1 races now. um, That's probably my main goal is obviously just continue to race around with Antonia and hopefully get a horse like Stylish Memphis back. And and just in the meantime, I'm just happy working on um, trying to keep the constant team up training, just a nice number and doing the best by them. But um, nothing too... No, t- nothing too major in the pipeline, Mick, other than just to keep letting the ball roll and hopefully um, keep moving forward. When you talk about your team, um, uh, you're only a young trainer who's only just started training the zones, right? How many horses do you have in the work out there? I've got up to 13 at the moment, Mick, so um, uh, yeah, I, I think I might have to cut back a couple. It's, it's, we're just borderline having a little few too many at the moment, um, but yeah, at, at the moment it's, we're getting offered a quite a good quality of horse, which is hard to say no to, so we're just doing the best with what we can at the moment, and um, yeah, we'll see how we go from there. Mate, thanks for joining us. Congratulations, Jack, on a, a wonderful Saturday night. Four wins at Menangles. It's Luke McCarthy like. Um, you might have a few more group ones to catch up to Luke, but you're heading in the right direction, mate. So, congratulations on a good night. Thanks very much, Mick. I appreciate it. That's Jack Trainer. We've hit him on the show many times with that extended on the pace we have on Monday mornings, and we, we sort of labelled him as a, a a young trainer and driver who might be going places. Well, he's he's got there pretty quick. Four on a Saturday night at Menangle. That's um, very similar to what we saw at the Gallops the other day. So you need to be pretty good to be winning those sort of races in that class of a night. Racing uh, today is actually in New South Wales. It's going to be at Bankstown. That's a regular Monday afternoon circuit going on there. And Chris Geary is... Well back in form after taking a break from New South Wales harness racing. I believe Chris is going to join us now. Chris, are you on the phone? Yeah, good morning, mate. 
Good morning, Chris. Uh, good to have you back, mate. Um, we spoke to you a few weeks ago, and things were things were looking good for you. You're starting to drive a few winners. You get a solid enough book today. Maybe no superstars, but when you're getting those five or six drives at a at a smaller meeting, it suggests that your services uh, are in demand. Yeah, definitely, Mick. It's um, probably the last sort of month or so things have really started to pick up, and um, like you said, um, although today's meeting probably hasn't got the highest of quality horses, um, it's always competitive, and um, yeah, to, to have a, a fair few drives, you've, you've got to give yourself a chance. Is Bankstown a tricky place to drive, Chris? Because it looks to be a place where if you're one spot too far back, or even worse, following the wrong horse who can't take you into the race, it can be awfully hard to make ground. Yeah, most definitely, Mick. It's um, definitely probably a very um, leader-biased track. I mean, it's such an advantage to, to be in front around the smaller tracks. And uh, even uh, with good cover sitting in the running line, it's hard to, to pull three and four wide and make ground. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, in front or, or first over working your way up there is probably the place to be. Mate, you're driving a horse in the first race. who really interests me. Sinito. It just goes around all the time. Had 51 starts last season, did Sinito. Doesn't want to race for a while. When you drive a horse like that, when you sit behind them and they wheel themselves onto the track, do they sort of go into an autopilot? Do they sort of know where to go? They see a gate, they jog out, it sort of thing. They sort of warm up at their own tempo? Or is she a bit trickier than that? Because I see she's actually out of the draw at standing starts, which you thought she might have got right by start 190. <laughs> yeah, for sure, Mick. Um, yeah, a lot of them, them old horses, um, they do. They tend to have their own little routine where they go out and they know what they're doing. And, um, and some of them are probably a little bit different. And this man's probably looks about probably one of those more different types where, um, you know, obviously has a couple of little tricks. Um so, yeah, we'll just have to play it by ear and, uh, and see what happens there. You want a horse called Where's Our Money in the second on the card? It's had no placings in 10 starts, which doesn't sound great, but it actually seems to be getting a little bit better. Um, there's a hot favourite in the race, but I thought but probably a horse who's got a maiden somewhere. Yeah, definitely, Mick. Um, I think I drove the horse maybe at its second or third start, and it's very green and quite a big horse, and um, was always probably going to take a bit of time and with every run, it seemed to um, take that experience and get a little bit better. So I'm sure he's sort of working his way towards the win. But, um, yeah, I think the, the horse of um, Darren Binskin gets into that race. Um, went quite well at its first start last last week. So, um, you know, it, it probably looks the one to beat. In race three, you're on Mount Hercules for Mickey Tagan. You've got barrier two. It's, Actually, quite a nice little race for a rating 55 on a Monday afternoon at Bankstown. I mean, there's a little bit of speed outside you too. It, it might be a more interesting race than maybe you would suggest. Yeah, for sure, Mick. Um, yeah, he's probably uh, he's been waiting to draw in a little bit closer and, and use his gate speed. He, he's doing a few things wrong, but uh, I think Nicky's got him sorted out now and he seems a lot more tractable. So, uh, yeah, I think we'll have to uh, go forward there and try and... Uh, try and put him into the race early and uh, like you said, I think um, the horse of McDowell's has been racing really well and even a couple to, to with the outside have got pretty decent form so uh, yeah, it probably will be a bit of a tough race but um, you know, if he can find the front, I'd, I'd like to stay there and, and give him his chance. Mate, in race five, you're driving face Sal for Leon Jude, another one of those WA horses he, he brings across and picks them up cheap and gets them over here and look, it doesn't look the scariest field in the world. I thought it wasn't the worst place, Charles. 
No, I think it's it's probably one of the most even races of the day, Mick. Um, yeah, I'll have to speak to Leon and see what he's made of a sort of a past few runs. Like you said, the form doesn't read good, but um, yeah, you know, in any race like that, you've got to give yourself a chance, and um, you know, I expect her to, to be running on somewhere. You're on Terra Roan and the sixth on the card. What can you tell us about that one? Um, yeah, he's a tricky little horse, Mick. Um, you know, he, he's got his fair share of tricks and uh, can do some things wrong at times. But when he uh, when he does get it right, he, he's got quite a good little turn of foot for you know a couple hundred metres. So uh, it's actually a pretty nice race. I think a couple of the McDowell runners again bring pretty strong form into that race. Um, so you know, if he can get a, a good trip there somewhere close to him without doing too much work, um, you know, he's never too far away. Mr. Armstrong is your drive, Chris, and the seventh on the card at 3.53. In pretty good form. Again, not an easy pushover race, but looks a horse who, who likes to stay handy, so barrier three would seem to suit. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I drove the horse when he won there a couple of weeks ago, and um, you know he's quite impressive. Had to do a bit of work um, sitting parked and then um, was able to pull him away and, and hold on late. But, um, yeah, it's probably... Um, one of the better races of the day with the higher class race, but um, yeah, you know your horse in form and winning form's good form, so uh, yeah, probably can't discount him on that. As I said, mate, you're getting bigger books of drives at the moment. Have you got a horse around you, Chris, which could take you to a good Saturday night? When have you got a horse you're driving where you think to yourself, hey, this is a pretty nice horse? Um, I actually drove a horse for Greg Norman from Victoria at the trials an angle last week called Aladdin, which you probably know well from New Zealand, and um, he trialled really well. I think he's, he's on his way to Queensland. Um, I'm not too sure when he leaves, but he might be one that um, you know would be good to follow um, going forward. And I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he might be uh, looking at being entered this Saturday night at an angle. So. He's a pretty good horse, mate. He won the uh, the Sale Series pace in New Zealand, beating some serious horses. So if you're getting a, a steer on him, you'll be doing well. Chris, mate, I'm glad to see you back in New South Wales and kicking a few goals. Things are going well, mate. Thanks for giving us your thoughts on Bankstown today. Um, just before we let you go, for the Sky Sport Radio listeners, what's the best chance of you driving a winner? So therefore, their best chance of getting a quit today? Uh, I'm going to go one a little bit wider, Mick, and uh, might say Faisal. I'm just hoping for a bit of a form turnaround and uh, you know, it's probably at 20 to 1 probably might be a bit overs for a race like that. So um, something with a bit of value, yeah. Mate, appreciate the time. That's Faisal Race 5, number 4. Mate, uh, safe travels to Bankstown and back and safe spins around the track there. All right, thanks, mate. It's Chris Geary. We thank Mark Purden for joining us this morning on On The Pace. He drove a cooter to win yesterday. Um, if you want to catch more... On the Harness Jewels, obviously in the gig, Sky Television, Racing's Television, uh, weekly harness racing show will be on tomorrow. Brittany Graham was at the Jewels at Cambridge. She'll be taking you through all the performances from there, and they'll be talking to young Hayden Cullen. So that's on the, in the gig on tomorrow night on Sky Racing in the gig to catch up with more harness action from the Jewels. Close to the home in Sydney at Menangle this Saturday. The big fella's back, King of Swing, the two-time Miracle Mile winner is back to get ready for his Queensland campaign. So no doubt either Fred or Brittany will be talking you through his chances and the field for his assumption coming up on Saturday at Menangle this week. Those fields available on harness.org.au. We also thank Jack Trainer for his time, a young man 
on a tier there in New South Wales, driving four at Menangle on Saturday night. Odds available on tab.com.au for the Bankstown Harness Racing today. Then we have Menangle Racing, as always, tomorrow on a Tuesday afternoon. If you're having a bit, best of luck. That's On The Pace done for a Monday morning. The next On The Pace here on Sky Sport Radio, Deep 30 with Brittany Graham on Wednesday morning.